Welcome to the Rambling Corner. This is a podcast where two friends just ramble about whatever we feel like. So I'm your host, Louis, and I'm joined by our other host, Kurt. All right, mate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's um, talk about some shit. I know what the three people are going to be listening to this are wondering. What possibly can I bring other than good looks, wit, charm, charisma, oodles of panache? Well, I've decided today I'm going to bring a little bit about consciousness and uh, predominantly focusing that on trees. And sort of, um, there's been a lot of research recently as to how trees communicate and the processes in which they do that, which I think sort of can shape the way we, we think about consciousness. And then, uh, well, that's my main topic for today. What about you, Louis? Well, I've got, at the top of my notes, humans are parasites. So Yeah, well, well I mean, we, it's a fair point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can probably link that to the trees. Um, right, yeah. But, um, and what was the second one? Because I do feel like I'm somewhat qualified to answer that. I mean, definitely, I am a parasite, mate. But the, the second point, I feel like, what, what what is it again? Oh, you want to start with the second? So obsolete. Nah, no, nah, I don't mind which one you want to start with. But I think the second one, I did do my dissertation on, um, uh, you like record collecting in the post streaming. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about so, that. So I wanted to talk about obsolete media. So uh, recently, I had to. Um, go at my parents house and clear out a bunch of stuff i had stored in their uh, loft yeah it's pain in the ass isn't it yeah, yeah. Hard <laughs> yeah work, so, so much stuff <laughs> yeah. but um i i had this box just full of uh, dvds and cds and um, right cds i thought i'll keep most of these but yeah, yeah, the dvds yeah. i needed to get rid of so i've i grabbed what I, ones i thought would kind of sell and i put them on ebay and um some of like box together but most are up there just kind of like 50p pound sort of thing no right, one wants yeah. them um what ones are you keeping are you keeping any dvds uh well i thought about it and then i realized i don't have a dvd player and yeah, I but that will be years. a problem yeah and that i mean <laughs> you can watch it on your laptop if you're fast but actually well, not really it's 2019 i got a laptop with no disk drive yeah 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 i was just thinking that they really don't want them today they don't want them at all um yeah i mean I definitely, it was more Harry to me, I would have kept all of them, but when we moved into our flat last year, it was quite a lot smaller than this one, um, so she made me sort of go through all the DVDs and clear out big selections, you know, I had that big peep show, peep show box set, oh, which yeah. is seven discs, which is quite big, so it takes up a lot of space, um, bearing in mind I've got a ridiculous amount of CDs, records, tapes, all this, you know, all this stuff that you don't really need, but you yeah. have it anyway, um, but I sort of went through, but there's DVDs that I couldn't, like all my Simpsons DVDs, I don't want to get rid of them. Do you know what I mean? Because they've been with me for so long. But when when it's DVDs, like stuff like Peep Show, which you can find so easily online anyway, I suppose it does sort of make it irrelevant, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, do you have Netflix? Yeah, but I don't, I mean... Because the I whole of Peep Show is on there. Yeah, 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 no, I was watching some the other day. But I mean, yeah, but Netflix is all right, do you know what I mean? It's... it's uh, I don't watch a lot of TV anyway, and mm. I don't want to, like, what we find, I don't know about you, but I find that Harriet will want to watch something, but she doesn't know what she wants to watch. So she'd be scrolling through for about, I don't know, mate, she'd be watching trailers for about an hour when we could have watched the programme in that time that she's been searching through, finding something to watch. Oh, so, I, I do the same thing. I'll, I'll, like, go on to Netflix because I want to watch something, and then there's just too much choice. Yeah, but there to is the too much choice, yeah, isn't there? Do you know, with a DVD, you've got a selection of stuff that you know you can play. You're restricted. So you play. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I don't know, I think too much choice. This is what, um, so what I did the dissertation on was, you know, more or less the same thing. It's just different media. Um, and it was, you know, record collecting in the post-streaming era. So how does Spotify, Spotify affect it? And I do find, um, what I found out at the time was a lot of people that do use Spotify 
you know, they know it's a flawed service and that in regards to paying artists, but put sort of an irrelevant point when record companies have been swindling them anyway. But, um, do you know what I mean? People are quite proud of, uh, you know, their Spotify libraries. So anything they've mm. collected and they've saved, they've almost seen like that's their collection. And I know at the time I did very much do the same thing because, you know, you can find quite rare tunes on there that you wouldn't be able to get, you know, necessarily on a CD without paying quite a lot of money or definitely not on a record that you'd pay a lot of money. But, you know, it is changing how people regard what a collection actually is. And I don't know, when I move house, every time I move house, I've got to move about 450, 500 records. That's a lot of weight on my back that I could quite easily do without. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that, that's a really interesting point, though, um, about changing what a collection is. Um, I can't remember what company it was. Uh, I want to say Google, but um, right, yeah. there, it, was a, it was a couple uh, weeks or maybe a month ago, there was a company that essentially they offered um, ebooks and lots of people bought ebooks through their shop, but they were now right. closing the shop down and it brought up this whole kind of uh, conversation about like um, downloading media and not having physical media and do you really ever own it because when they close this well, service yeah. down it will delete everyone's libraries of books that they've paid for well yeah exactly i mean you don't you don't own it do you but then uh, i mean the argument would stand with a traditional format like i've got a lot of rare records that um you know i, I i'm in the mindset that i've bought the record mm. i'm gonna pay it but if ever i were to scratch the record do you know what i mean it would it, it, you've ruined it essentially so that sort of point's always been the case. I think with, um, you know, some of my... Yeah, but this is kind of a bit different because, like, in that case, you still have this physical thing that you've yeah. damaged, but it's, but it's still, still there just as useless. As, yeah, no, I do agree. Yeah, no, definitely. But at the same time, yeah, I say, like the Simpsons DVDs, I've, I've watched them so many times now, I've got discs that are starting to not read in that. Yeah. And I'm not going to bother buying, it, buying them again because it, it wouldn't be worth it because you can stream most of it online. But... Now I'm just going to have an obsolete DVD that doesn't even work. So, you know, I I think they're naughty to have, um, you know, promised this service and then decided to close it because unless people have taken the, the foresight, which they should have done and backed it up and, you know, made PDFs yeah. of the eBooks, which is, you know, I mean, don't take data for granted. Do you? Any of it can get lost any time. Yeah, that's just business. If the service is no longer profitable and you've been doing it for a number of years, then well, they can't just happen, keep it open it? forever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, um, but yeah, it is an interesting point. And I do think, I don't know, it's definitely changed the way people look at things, but I do think there's a lot of choice. You know, how often Spotify, I'd even find I'm listening to the same stuff over and over again because I know that's what I want to listen to at that point but I can do that with a record. So it, it, it's all the same. But then you do want to have new things, don't you? You do want to try something new without mm. having the commitment that you've got to purchase it, which you couldn't do beforehand. So that's 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 more power in the consumer's hand, really. But I don't know, mate. What do you think? It's, 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 yeah, it's a tricky one, really. Yeah, I mean, I, that, the thing is, it is more power in the consumer's hand. But I think there's a, another problem now coming to light. Probably within the last year, maybe even the last few months. So a lot of the streaming services, if we especially look at TV and film, um, like Netflix has been, you know, obviously piling in a lot to its like original content. Yeah. But then here in Britain, um, now BBC and ITV are like going to create their own streaming services, not the yeah. iPlayer that they already have, one that you pay for, they put all of their old programs on it, which means they're taking them all off Netflix and Disney's doing the same. So we're now going back to like It's just going to be like channels, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be more expensive because you're going to have to pay per channel. Yeah. I mean, that's, if that's what the people wanted, mate, that's how the free market operates, isn't it? But, but that's I, the thing. I don't think it is what people want. Nah, it's just big conglomerates like but using it, their power. I do feel like at some point, well, you can always torrent a DVD, can't you? And it's gonna, there's going to be ways to get around, um, you know, whatever protocol they put in place to mean you have to go behind the paywall to access their stuff people are going to get around it do you know what i mean it's it, but i i but it's becoming more difficult i mean because software's <laughs> gone that way as well like adobe you now pay like a subscription yeah, that's if you want these apple ones you got to buy it from the app store there are no yeah. discs it's well, a lot they harder know to what, they know what they're doing don't they mm. it's like um i used to have a vpn that you could run specifically for net um netflix 
So I yeah. could watch, you know, sp- Spanish Netflix or American Netflix or, yeah, you, get you know, English Netflix. Variety. It's a lot harder to do that now, which is a shame because, you know, you're, I don't know, maybe it's just the illusion of choice. We don't really have a lot of choice, do we? I mean, my only consolation is I haven't paid for a TV license in about six years. So, <laughs> in, fa- in fact, I've never paid for one. So, I've never paid uh, But then I don't watch TV, so why should I have to? Do you know what well, I mean? Well, no, I mean, to be fair, I don't really watch uh, live TV, but... um. Yeah, I've never paid for one, and a lot of people will talk to you about how, like, oh, yeah, but they're really hard to avoid, but I haven't found that. You just move into a house, and you write, uh, you just call them up and say, yeah, I don't need one. They go through their questions and say they won't bother you in two years. I've no, I, I, Well, I've never done that, to be fair, but I don't I don't have the aerial plugged in, so even if they came nah. round, well, first of all, they wouldn't be coming in my house anyway, and if they did come round, it would be a case of, well, I don't watch live TV. What's the issue? Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, use the iPlayer either because I think BBC is shite. Yeah, well, yeah, same same for me. But the funny thing is with that is um, there's like legally, if someone comes around to your house as one of the inspectors, uh, they're not allowed to obviously just enter your property without your well, permission, yeah, which means they yeah. can't check without you allowing them to. And you are allowed to legally remove their right of access, which means they'll be trespassing if they enter exactly, your property. Mate. So I- it's really stupid. Mate, the only thing I feel guilty about is they keep sending me letters in the post every month, and it's just, you know... That's oh, that's why you call them up. If you just call them up, yeah, I know. they won't write but to you for two years. I shouldn't have to go out of my way to prove that I don't watch TV, so I don't bother. Oh. That's their resources, mate. They can pay all they want. If that's what the licence fee goes towards, that's, you know... Got to do every bit to save paper, Kurt. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, they shouldn't be doing it. Hang on, something's just clicked. Is my microphone gone? No? Can you still hear me, yeah? I can hear you. Perfect. Okay, that's fine. Um, right, well, that's 10 minutes on that topic. we better move on, I should think. <laughs> on, on the whole, though, I do think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think streaming wastes a lot of time trying to find stuff, so that's a bad point. Like you rightly said, you don't actually own anything, which is a bad thing. But as a good point, you've got a lot more choice, for the moment at least. And, and less advertising. Um, yeah, less. Ab- wow. Yeah. That's why yeah, I say yeah. less. They they yes. ab- they advertise in a bit of a different way. Uh, like they'll still get you, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the, the trouble of advertising it's like we said in the you know in our group chat the other day, you're getting a lot more sort of um, sponsored content written as if it was a news article. Do you know what I mean? Which I think is a far more, more malicious. It's it's a malicious style of advertisement because it, it, I'm not saying I don't know. I enjoyed studying advertisement because you realise how evil they are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Associating nostalgia with, um, like I said, you know, last time we chatted and that, it, it, it's, um, you know, the Coca-Cola advert. People always say, oh, it's not it's not Christmas till you see the Coke advert on TV. It's like, yeah, but they've they've attached... Well, they're the reason <laughs> they've he's attached... bloody red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they've attached, um, you know, your childhood nostalgia to their advert. Mm. Do you not feel like you're being, you know, mugged off a little bit? Because I, you know, I've never really said that because I could see what a con it was, but you know, it's, it's that's yeah, wow. Well, yeah, no, no, exactly. I, d- I totally know what you mean. Um, I mean, th- there's pros and cons for advertising, of course, but uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> like... we won't go into that because that's a that's a whole new topic. Anyway, yeah, maybe for better, another um, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I can speak about my spider another day as well. Let's talk um, about your trees now. Yeah, well, it's more—it's more consciousness, really, as a, as, a, as a concept in that, because obviously humans for, for for years and years and years have always sort of um thought, well, you know, for example, we know we're conscious because we can observe it quite easily, can't we? Um, well, wait, we wait, did, what do you mean by that? We can observe. Well, we know we we know we're experiencing you know, reality. Oh, yeah, yeah we perception. Could, you, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we've got a clear concept that we as humans are conscious beings. Um, and then we devise like the mirror test to find out whether other animals are self-aware in that, which is a flawed test anyway, because if you give, yeah, we won't go into details on that. But basically, you know, we've got methods of working out consciousness when it's related to how humans view the world or our perception of consciousness, because we think that's the, you know the definition of what consciousness should be but um i don't know there's been a lot of research I, i've got a book i see it on reddit the other day but i thought i'd better um you know i'm particularly keen on nature and and trees and insects and my main sort of um interest in regards to it um but it's called the hidden life of trees by he's obviously a german character peter wallenben 
probably pronounced that wrong, but it's it, you know it's a really interesting. Wallenben, it's, it's I'll spell it out. It's W O H L L E B E N. So I mean, if if I'm not pronouncing it right, how else can you say it? Do you know what I mean? Wallenben. Yeah, fuck it. I ain't interested. I, I he's, he's, he, so far, he basically, he was a, he was a um, he was working in beech forests in in Germany, but they were forests. Obviously, like a lot of forests are plantations to to get lumber out of the the trees at the end of the um, you know, uh, end of the two hundred year period. However long it takes to to harvest the wood, which is quite a long time for beech trees. Um, but he was he was walking through the forest one day and it got him thinking because he saw a stump and you know he tried to to, to observe it and that but he couldn't move it and he realised that there was still chlorophyll in the chlorophyll in the um you know in the actual trunk and you, you know you see bright green that means that that stump of tree was still alive but obviously the the branch system had been decimated the root system as far as he was aware was not there. But obviously it was there, and it was being um, kept alive by by surrounding trees in the area, which it, that started making him think. Well, why would a um, you know why would a group of trees, spe- same species or not as well, why would a group of trees try and keep alive an injured um, you know an injured comrade almost? I'm going to go for the socially democratic words here because maybe it maybe this is what appeals to me so much, but. Um, he quickly realised that um, forests are sort of super super organisms, and they've got complex networks, um, mm. either in the form of the root systems or around the root systems. They've got a fungal network, which you know they're vast, they're really really big networks uh, that the trees use to to communicate with each other and um, to to share nutrients. Yeah. And he, he he sort of you know he's observing it. There's a lot of research done in the field anyway, but he realised that. Um, the reason they do this is because obviously a tree on its own isn't going to go a long way in the grand scheme of things because you know it's open to the wind it's open to the sun it's open you know all these you know environmental risks basically but when you support the trees around you you've essentially bred a perfect microclimate because you've ensured that everything around you is sustained hmm. which you know if we can look to nature and sort of as they say you can learn a lot from stuff that's already done in nature i think that's surely something that we've got to at least consider in the grand scheme of things you know but then again like i said i'm quite clearly a social democrat so that's probably what appeals to me so much but he also interestingly off that as well he also noticed that there is um <laughs> there is definitely different tiers to how um you know the trees communicate with each other some trees uh if they're related to the to the parent tree or whatever they get more support from their surrounding trees than if they were just a loner growing up on their own and on top of that um he sort of realized that uh so say he was in a beech forest i don't know if you know what a beech tree is obviously you do but you, you might not be able to identify one but no. um they're really 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 big trees um i mean they grow very tall um and he noticed when he looked up at the canopy in that, the trees that were related to beech trees weren't pushing their branches out as far in the canopy as if it was, um, you know, if its neighbour was a beech tree, they wouldn't go as far out as if their neighbour was a different species of tree. So they, there is obviously favouritism amongst species, which means they can identify what their neighbouring tree is, which is interesting in its own right. But um, having said that, obviously a lot of forests are made sorry I'm, I'm trying to get through as much as i can without i've yeah. only gone through the first few chapters really but there's a lot to to sort of um you know acknowledging that um and he 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 said you know a lot of our forests are unfortunately made for lumber which means these root systems can't really develop so a lot of trees in the um in nature and that don't actually communicate with each other which means they're quite prone to all the environmental risks that these big old ancient forests uh you know aren't prone to because they're functioning as a super organism yeah strength in not, numbers like yeah yeah not just a plantation to be cut down in a hundred years time so before you know before the, before it's fully developed but um you know so that's sort of uh he that was his chapter one on sort of friendships and that but um the one that i really thought was quite interesting was the language one 
So obviously we know trees use scent to communicate because obviously tree blossoms use scent to communicate to to bees to mm. you know or pollinators to come pollinate the flower. They get a delicious treat of nectar. Flower gets pollinated easy. But they also didn't realise um, until a few years ago that trees use scent to communicate with other trees. Um, so one study was observing giraffes feeling on feeding on um umbrella fauna acacias i think it was acacia trees um so these giraffes are eating the leaves the the tree would then release ethylene which is you know a gas that would be carried by the wind to neighboring trees which they would then pick up on these scent receptors and then start releasing toxins into leaves making them bitter so the giraffes when they were observing them Ah. walked straight past the neighbouring trees upwind because they knew this gas had been released and it was going to make all the surrounding trees bitter. Um, and uh, on top of that, he, he observed, obviously, that was in Africa, he was observing be beaches, spruce and oaks all register pain. So when, um, when an insect attacks the tree's leaves, it can, um, it can work out what insect it is and either in the case of, you know, the oak trees release tannins to kill the insect or um, in the or willows use uh, salicylic acid, which is, you know, the precursor to aspirin or other trees may not be able to do the tannins or the, you know, the, the compounds to get rid of the pests. So they release scent compounds that bring in parasitic, you know, say parasitic wasps or other insects mm. to you know predators for the ones that are attacking the trees so they've yeah. worked out almost a language for trees and a language for insects surrounding them which is fascinating and not just they don't obviously just rely on the wind because they've got a complex root system so what good is wind if it's um going to carry the gas up up the you know up the forest when it needs to go down the forest so if that happens they've still got the um the the fungal the fungal root system which can transfer you know electrical signals same as same way as what our brains do say if you want to move your arm your your, your brain po you know produces mm. an electrical signal saying you know move the arm um trees do it a lot slower admittedly i think it it said it was um a third of an inch per second via the fungal networks but they still communicate via the fungal networks to surrounding trees so they've essentially got two forms of language they can use that you know until it was studied we we can we can comprehend obviously because we base consciousness on what we are not what a tree is or um he also argued that this the last point i'll bring up on this is um obviously we've selectively bred a lot of our uh, produce that we farm to be essentially deaf dumb and blind you know we've done it for foods mm. not to communicate with each other which means we therefore have to use a lot more pesticides to attack the pests that are, you know, killing these things because they can't communicate with each other and do it themselves. So it's, it is fascinating, isn't it? Sorry, I'm just going to move my charger. No, it is. Um, just one thing to say to that, though, that, that kind of depends on what, like, your idea of kind of consciousness is. Well, yeah, of course will it does. And communication. Because um, yeah. you could argue, uh, which some people would, is that, like, uh, humans, ourselves, we don't, have free will we're essentially like a biological computer and we're yeah, just kind yeah, of yeah. reacting to stimuli and this is just um it's almost like a circuit like this thing happens so this therefore this reaction yeah. happens which causes the sequence of events yeah, yeah yeah definitely an input and then a feedback and then mm. you know an which output. is very much like your example with the giraffes so like that's just like a reaction to that which then triggers this bigger reaction because obviously safety in numbers and that allows for all the trees to be healthier if they're growing in a community but well, exactly, but if, if that you know, but if that argument's the case, then where do you draw the line for consciousness in the first place? Well, yeah, because I'm just putting that out there. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I no, really I don't. Agree. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't disagree with it at all. I think that is very much the case. Do you know what I mean? We're just mm. built up on um, past experiences. Do you know what I mean? We everything we compute in the world is made up upon you know what we've learned or what we've experienced. Mm. No different to the trees. So, you know, where but do you? I, I do agree with what you're saying that we definitely should be looking at nature for like more um, solutions and examples. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do, I mean, that's so many things that, are, you know, for example, you know, termite mounds in, um, 
in Africa and that they had a complex chamber system. Oh yeah. That would you know which would push the hot air out, mm. um, and in turn push cold air through all the chambers. Yeah. yeah. The, you know which is you know and then they looked at that and used it to build um, you know essentially air conditioning in areas that don't have power. I mean that's that's just one example of ways we can look at it. So it's really important that we do start. You know, there's no point telling you because you know, but a lot of people sort of undermine how important nature is. I'm not saying it's the quickest way of solution, you know, not the quickest way of solving a problem by any means, but it's definitely, you know, it's been around long enough to work out solutions to problems that we're going to face in the future and we faced in the past. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like that, that would bring me to my next depressing point. <laughs> um, yeah. They're essentially okay. parasites. So, if you look at your like tree example, um, so trees that you know that that has a knock-on effect in itself. So they build a canopy which creates you know a, an environment and conditions in a forest, which means that that creates a whole ecosystem within itself yeah. because of the frequency, the amount of light that gets let in, which yeah, allows yeah, moisture yeah. to stay in there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Exactly. So, yeah. And then most animals, the only one I, the only example I can think that doesn't, but there probably are others, are beavers. But yeah. pretty much every other example of animal will adapt itself to the environment. Yeah, beavers we, are interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. They are interesting. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah. Carry but on. But like sorry. the beaver, we don't do that. Nah, nah, nah. We do it to a lot more extreme examples. So instead of like um, adapting to the environment, we just adapt the environment to us. And now right, we yeah. live in big concrete cities where we've killed like so much of what nature was here and environments and ecosystems and. Yeah, I just always find that interesting when you start looking at like what defines a parasite, like as in something that just kind of wow, lives off yeah. its host and exactly. uses all it's its resources. It's not a symbiotic relationship in this dies. case, is it? No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. no, definitely not. That's very I mean, much um, to the earth. Do you know, I, apparently this is quite a sort of, um, you know, an old metaphor in that, but I, I, I'd not heard it before until I read it the other day and it was, um, you know, if global warming, hurricanes, typhoons, earthquakes, and that is all, you know, I mean, we're getting land tremors, earth tremors in, in areas where we're fracking, yeah. which surely should be a clear indication that, it, I mean, shale oil is, a, you know, it's an archaic form of energy. And at the end of the day, I know it's we've too just... too much money to be made. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you clearly have got an indication that this is detrimental to the environment, yet they're still pushing policies that put fracking in place, you know literally going on, saying they're not going to go under people's land to frack oh. and then going under people and we won't get into details yeah, yeah but i just want to bring that's just brought up something that annoys me because it's local to me and used to be to you so the new forest right protected land you're clipping a little bit by the way oh. sorry yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right, so the new, new the new forest protected land and everything yeah and, and yeah so they wanted to frack the new forest uh a while ago right and yeah. um what, what year was this do you know i can't remember what year it was um it was a few years back. It wasn't oh, that yeah, long yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, they were talking yeah. about fracking the new forest, but obviously they said you can't. It was under David Cameron, so it was that recently. Um, Fuck it, isn't it? So yeah, they were like, you can't frack the new forest while it's protect land. So what they did, and I believe they actually did start it, but I may be wrong, is mm. they went just on the outskirts of the new forest and they right, dug and in diagonally. Yeah, but so they are still they? fracking the new forest. They're just not doing it directly from on top yeah, of the new forest. Fucking scoundrels, mate. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I. I <laughs> That's a, that's that's a whole different topic, isn't it? But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to that metaphor. So, you know, all these um, environmental disasters. If that is the, the, you know, essentially the world's immune system, <laughs> then we are the infection that it's it, it's getting rid of, isn't it? There's there's you know, I don't want to sound like when there's too many people, there's too many people. I think it's not even case. There's too many people. There's too much consumption happening, isn't there? That, that, that's exactly that, that, it. You know that um. I, I don't know where does it end though because we, you know we've got an economic model that is based around consumption yeah. you know and sort of unregulated consumption if it's being produced it's going to be consumed because going back to advertisements that's what they tell you you, you were doing but um i mean it's unsustainable louis Ian, you in, know, in the way that we live now we we don't it's not that we don't have the space or the resources no no um, no not at all we we have i remember reading ages ago that if you took the world's population and you yeah. put it all together in the state of texas in the usa yeah. it would have the same density person to person as new york city yeah, yeah so yeah. we have I plenty mean, of land it's the way yeah. that we live and the economy drives everyone to centralize 
Exactly, and it's it's, it's uh, the thing is, I know I say you know, I'm I'm quite keen on the free market. I think it's an efficient way of um you know regulating people's needs and wants. Mm. But I think the issue stems from the fact that we're being told we need and want things that we don't need and want. Do you know what I mean? And okay. uh, for example, um, you know, on the, when I'm going to train, and we're not even in. Obviously, I'm getting a train to Bath, and it carries on to Bristol afterwards. Um, I I see people sat there with their two phones out, their laptop out, their tablet out, yeah. And I think if they could just see how many, I'd, I'd have to get the figure up in another day because I can't really do it at the moment. But the amount of um, just water t it takes to make one silicon microchip in, you know, Silicon Valley is a, a, in essentially a desert as it is. If you could see the amount of water it takes to produce one of these chips, you might consider not having two phones. I know one of them is probably a work phone in that. But you can't tell me that's necessary. No one needs, if you consider the gold and the resources that have gone into one of those phones, you don't need two, do you? And you don't need a tablet on top of that. And you oh, don't especially need when you consider what most people are using it for and they just sat there on Facebook exactly. or something and they're yeah, doing what's, nothing. What's, yeah, I mean, well, whether it will stop or not, I think it's got to stop because it's not sustainable. We can't, we can't carry on pushing. Well, it... The world will just do us a favour and wipe us off if it's the case. Do you know what I mean? He, he, it's I, like George Carlin said, man. He was like, um, what was it? He doesn't think that we would end up hurting Mother Nature. He basically compared us to fleas and said that like yeah. the world's just going to shake us off like a bad case of the fleas. Exactly. I mean, I ain't being funny, Lou. We, we are nature. Do you know what I mean? We yeah, are nature. But and, we try to live and, like we're not. We're self-destructive, aren't we? Hmm. That's, that's, that's what it is. If you, <laughs> I mean, you don't see often... I know you get parasites in nature that you, you, but that's 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 how it works that's how evolution functions so it's again I'm not going it's I'm not saying it's efficient it's not an efficient thing it takes hundreds and thousands of years to you know evolve slightly so it's not efficient but I mean it happens doesn't it and we've sort of got to this point now where we think we're above uh, yeah I don't know mate I um we couldn't I be annoyed about it when you consider how many um, animals we've been responsible for already wiping out. Wow, yeah. I mean, well, well, I think I read the other day, again, I didn't prepare for this, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, this specific conversation. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to, to quote what it is, but we've essentially entered into a new um, a new era of, of the state of the world, and it's the era of humans, essentially, you know, mass extinction, severe climate issues um, I, I don't know mate I don't, I, but I don't know when we were at school in that climate change was a big issue but I don't think it was you know pushed as much as it should have been but the issue is at the end of the day consumption isn't it resources we haven't got enough to keep pushing to the levels that we keep trying to push to because oh. I mean? if we're just doing it to make more profit at what point is that enough profit do you know what I mean because it's not lying in everyone's pockets anyway. I don't want to get oh, into no, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, without getting too much into it, I think one of the big failures of um, capitalism in itself is conglomerates. So the idea yeah. of a free market is great, and everyone yeah. gets a piece of the pie, everyone can be there. But once you have companies buying up companies, and yeah, well, not, you just get, end up with these big monopolies in every kind of sector of the industry, who, yeah. who gets a piece of the pie? Well, it's a flaw, isn't it? You, yeah. you know, and not only that, I mean, some of the laws they make around it, obviously I'm not going to say who I work for. But that comes but from lobbying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is I mean, because some big person who's usually a conglomerate has bought up a bunch of business and now well, wants to, uh, things that will work in his favour. Exactly. Like a, well, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to go into details on who I work for, but we're, we're, uh, you know who it is. Well, maybe another uh, time. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, maybe in the future, obviously. Um but you know it used to be a public service yeah, yeah which is which is all very well and good and that is serving the people so in my opinion it should remain a public service but it's not and um the thing is when they sold it off at a loss they then obviously said well because it was a public service it has all this infrastructure now it's been privatized it has a monopoly on the infrastructure so it's got to start selling it off to the competitors because you mm -hmm. cannot have a monopoly and you, you just look at that and think, hang on a second, how is that How is that an effective way of in, ensuring that people are going to get a good service from either company? Do you know what I mean? You should, that... I, know you, I know it's an argument for choice and that you should be able to do it, but you know full well that the business that we're talking about cannot afford to make some of the... the oh, you know, the, Well, yeah, exactly. You can't afford to make some of the price cuts that the, the, 
the competitors do because it's got far too much of a rate, you know, a reach. Ah, oh, it's just it just. If anyone wants me. to figure that out, though, they can just figure out the oldest company on, in England. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would tell you where it is. But yeah, yeah, no, um, that that also is a good point why it's so hard to re-nationalize things because once you privatize it, you've sold it off to so many different people, so many different stakeholders and shareholders. Mm. how's the government supposed to suddenly buy well, you can't say back? give me that back now no. do you know what i mean <laughs> but it's like um where well, they did they trialed uh, again sorry i should be able to get this for, uh, for the next time if you it's want fine. To i'm illfully unprepared <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but that's fine um but i think i think it was eastern rail that they trialed again in the public sector it turned a profit which is good because it goes back into the the service that you're using and then they um <laughs> you know and then they re-privatized re it again so, yeah. so where does the money go? I said to Harry the other day, I was like, okay, so when it when you make profit in the public sector, it, it you know, you know it's improving that specific sector or at least others related to it. When it's private, the money, you know, it disappears, doesn't it? And they say oh, it trickles man. down. I, but, you know, I don't want to keep going into my politics because no, clearly no, no. I'm on the left side of things. But, I, you know, I think the free market's good. I'm good, I'm good. You know, I do think it's good. It's just... We, you know, it's flawed. It's got some serious flaws, and they need to address it ASAP. But they won't. So, you know, whatever There's happens, too happens. much corruption everywhere. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get. Yeah, off let's that. not it's get onto that. There's, there's a lot. Topic, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot <clears throat> I could say around that. I just don't want to. Don't want to make this too political. I'm hoping. Nah, people nah. On a on a on a serious note, so they don't have to think about politics. Yeah, no, nah, it's boring, isn't it? It's it's, it's fucking boring to be honest. Just, right you know? now, it's just there's just so many crazy oh, things I don't even happening. Want to talk it's about it. Yeah, no, nah, it's just <laughs> fucking boring, mate. It's not boring. It's important, but it's boring. Um, you know, it's it's it, yeah. I'm not really, on a serious note. I'm worn down. Is you still living in Hong Kong? <laughs> his full name mentioned. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can beep it out later in post production. No, <laughs> is he? He is. Still, yeah, yeah, he's still yeah. there, man. He's he um, right? teaching English and history. Interesting choice. I think maybe you should get him on here one day. Oh, uh, that, that's sure. that's already a plan, man. I keep messaging him most days, talking about the protests and asking him what's going on. That because yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it was only I thought last night. I better ask. I don't want to, uh, you know, because we've got it easy here compared to you know what some people have. But I, I wasn't sure. But but that does sort of lead into what I want to talk about next. Have you got a pen and paper handy? I should have told you beforehand. Yes, I have. What's up? Right. Okay, well, this is you're going to enjoy this because I'm setting you in. I'm going to set you some homework as well. <laughs> right. Yes, box. Right, um, right. So it's music based, music theory, very basic, very, very basic. But in my opinion, the the if you're interested in music, this should be the minimum that you know, if you know what I mean. And it's not hard to learn, but it is. Um, you know, you, you, when you learn a language in that, you want to be able to communicate with other people. And I feel this is sort of um, one of the cornerstones of communicating with other music, you know, musicians and that when you're playing with them. Right. I'm not going to be boring and do the C major scale because it is boring. We'd do G major, which is basically the same, but just start on G, go up. But um, it's F sharp, not F. Yeah. So G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp. And then might as well write G again. Right, done that. Well, I got a G and an F sharp. I don't know. You didn't really tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, just go through. Um, so right, G, <laughs> A, B, yeah. C, D, E, F sharp, G. Okay. Right now, under have you got enough room underneath those letters or above it? I got plenty of space. Okay. Right. So under under G. Hopefully people, I mean, the three people that are listening to this probably, you know, either aren't interested or know this anyway. But, uh, you know, I'm setting you some homework here. So, right, underneath G, do a capital one in Roman numerals. So, you know, a capital Y. Yeah. Under A, do a lowercase two. So, two I's lowercase. You, you know Roman numerals, so I'm not going to bother going into details. But if I say capital or... Um, I didn't know there was upper and lower cases in Roman numerals. Wow, you know, just do two, two. Yeah, yeah I know Roman numerals. Yeah. I just didn't know that you had upper and lower. Well, I didn't know there was either, but it, it, may, it makes which this. Which you don't know. You're just. You're well, no, yeah, me. no, no, yeah, but I'm just doing lowercase letters, but it makes this easier to follow. Yeah, when okay. I get so I've got one okay. and two. 
so one is capital, two is lowercase, three is lowercase, four is capitals, so do the I and the V. Um, for five, which is your D, write a V, capital V, but put a little seven after that, or a little triangle. Well, we'll call it seven for now, but you can't see what I'm doing, but normally I put a triangle there. Um, then E, do a lowercase six. F to write, so for F, do uppercase seven, but write a little circle just above the, um, draw a little circle just above the, the seven, and then put a capital one under the G. Have you, show me what you got. I need to check this. Yeah, I mean, I would have done like, like a lowercase I for the, for the, um, Ah, it doesn't matter, mate. Basically, yeah, I'll show you what I mean. So, and no, no one's going to understand this because they've not got the webcam. No. But it, it, I'm showing them what yeah, I've got okay, on the webcam. Right. Right, oh, so right, see, now I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I should have shown you straight away, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I thought you just meant right is smaller. Nah, that is what lowercase letter is. Yeah, yeah, no, but um, maybe underline the two, the three, and the six. Well, they're all underlined now. Oh, yeah, right. So two. Yeah, yeah, just put a little squiggle or something next to it. Uh, six. Yep. Hopefully, people are lot. You know, if they're interested in this, they can be following along. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Probably not explained quite clearly. I mean, this is referred to. I don't know where to, you're going. No, 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 no. But this is referred to as the, um, you know, the Nashville number system. It's not. It was used long before anyone put a name to it. But what it essentially does. So we've got a a major scale here. And the reason I asked you to do, um, you know, the capital and the lowercase is because anything with a capital under it is a major chord. Anything with the lowercase under it is a minor chord. Yeah. So when you do your triad, if you were to play G, you would do a G major triad. If you were to play A, you would do an A minor triad, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're all lump neighbored up. <laughs> numbered up one to seven that's because you've got seven scale degrees within the scale haven't you right so what that means is if someone were to say to you right we're in g major i want you to play a one four five chord progression which is a really common chord progression in sort of um you know western music and classical music you know you're in the key of g you think right a one four five that means i've got to play a g major a c major and a, a d the reason i put a seven there is because it's a dominant chord but for the sake of this we just call it a, a d major yeah so if i said to you right we're playing in g major and i want a one four five chord progression you play g major c major d major that is a one four five chord progression mm -hmm. do you know what i mean but depending on what music you're listening to, um, you've got different types of chord progressions that become increasingly common. This is why I, I think it's important to learn is because once you start labeling up these chord progressions, it doesn't matter what key you're in. Oh, yeah. They all sound the same because it's the intervals between the scale. So in jazz music, quite a common one is a two, five, one, which is your, your two chord, which is a minor, your five chord, which is your, your dominant chord or your major and then you go back to your one which is your major so if we were in the key of g major playing a two five one chord progression it would be a minor d dominant g major okay Do you know what i mean so this 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 simple little um if you can just remember this um you go a long way in just sort of making chord progressions and that and um, my homework for you louis is for you to sit down and just explore this this scale for now not even you can do it in c it's a bit easier in c but you can do it in g just explore you know how things sound because um for example you know the sonic the hedgehog music the the the, the well it's quite a common chord progression in the whole thing but um what, like from the sega game yeah yeah you know the emerald hill zone i can't remember the name of the thing the first level yeah, yeah. The, the, chord, the chord progression is four, three, two, one. So you know it's a, 
in in the key of G, I can't remember what key it is. I think it's it might even be C. But you would do in this case you would do C major, B minor, A minor, G major, and that is if you and if you were to hear that now, obviously in future maybe I'll have a keyboard out. Mm. But if you were to hear that now, you would hear sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So so just this little number system can go a long way as to to just sort of helping you oh I, I get i get what you mean man it's like um i i play and write a lot of more bluesy sort of things yeah 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 of course it's really yeah. so easy to get stuck there because i'm normally in the key e so you got e a yeah. b yeah and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah 12 bar blues like yeah and it just goes on like that and yeah like up down up down right to the b then a yeah then yeah, e. yeah yeah but well, if, if you change key it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly. So it doesn't really... It's, I, and I think this is why it's so easy to sort of get lazy on um, guitars, basses, any, you know, not so Especially much Especially with key. blues and rock music, because a lot of rock music follows blues. And yeah, same with yeah, metal yeah, yeah, and things like that. Like, I mean, I love my funk, don't I? So funk's quite good because it's rhythm-based and you're not playing necessarily a lot of notes. But if you are playing a lot of notes, I don't know, I think the Dorian modes comes in quite handy a lot of you know it, there's a lot of different modes you can use in yeah. in that sort of genre of music then but they do draw a lot on um you know chromatic movements so i won't get into too much sort of terminology in that but but you know using notes that aren't in the scale you're in to just add that sort of either a light-heartedness or that edge hmm. which is if you look at the you know the minor blues scale it's got the you know the flat five in it which is you know that chromatic uh, say you're in C, it would be all. Uh, I won't, oh, I can't think off the top of my head. I don't need my guitar out, but you know, you do the, you do, the three. Uh, sorry, you do the four. The f the flat five or sharp four, and then you do the five. So you've got that movement between the middle of the scale. Sorry, I ain't got a guitar out, but I won't. I won't you know, I won't plan on that. But yeah, so yeah, so for your homework and that, I just want you to sort of. I, you know, stick to G major because it's not a hard scale to learn. And then you've learned one, oh, no C major or no G major now because I've played around with it. Just have a go at doing these different chord progressions. The reason there's a little circle after the seventh is um, because that's your diminished chord. Yeah. yeah. Which is always the seventh scale degree in a major key. Um, a lot of the times you would tend to just play a dominant seven instead of using that diminished chord because the tension in the diminished chord exists in the dominant but the dominant sounds a little more yeah uh, it has a little more clarity to it, it within the scale so you know ignore that one for now if you want to but definitely just explore it mate you know um same with anyone listening to this they can also explore these things yeah, especially sure if do. they understood anything that you said <laughs> well i feel it's a lot easier if you see it written down but now i do I'll, you know <laughs> no 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 i get it's interesting man i get i get what you mean um, well it's quite I'd, I'd say out of all the, you know, there's a lot of theory that you don't need to learn, but I feel like this for anyone as a basic entry into music theory is the bare minimum that you should learn. Do oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm terrible with learning theory, but um, I definitely think it's important. I think, um, I remember when I was younger, I was reading uh, issue of Total Guitar and uh, right. John Frusciante, Frusciante, Frusci I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he was talking about the importance of theory and... I'll have to paraphrase, but I think he summed it up perfectly. He said that, um, so learning guitar without learning theory is like saying, I want to communicate, but without words, I just want to rub my dick and balls over everyone. He said, but well, I want to do both. <laughs> yeah, but it's true, isn't it? I mean, you know, um, like I was speaking to Jack, I said to you the other day and that, it's not, by the way, it's nice having Jack Chapman on WhatsApp. I feel like I haven't spoken to him properly He was since. telling me the same thing the other day. Oh, bless him. No, it's so good because obviously um, MSN was the dominant sort of, oh, you know, that day, was our yeah. social media. That's what we grew up with, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? But it was good because it was just a chat room. I think we both sort of realised neither of us liked Facebook, which therefore meant, you know, that was the communication gone because MSN wasn't there. We're both probably quite terrible at replying to text messages, but with WhatsApp, as much as it's flawed and it is owned by Facebook, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good to have these conversations back. But anyway, I was saying to him, um, I can't remember what the point was. What we, Rewind it, what was I saying? <laughs> you said I was talking to Jack the other day, and it's lovely talking oh, to Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, on a, on a, on a tangent. Now, the, the, what I was saying was... um. Uh, 
we both said the same thing as well. You know, we, we, we when I pick up bass or whatever, I just sit there, and I think I said to you as well, I sit there for about, you know, an hour, and I've improvised for an hour, yeah. which is, you know, it's good. You're associating sounds. Oh, with, we were having this conversation the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're associating sounds with patterns. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. But I'm not sitting there and learning the instrument. Do you know no. what I mean? Whereas when I started learning music theory, it's sort of... Um, I don't know, I'm just making a lot more conscious decisions in what I'm playing, which, okay, this I've still got loads and loads, and obviously I've still got loads to learn, but at least now, sort of like when I started learning Spanish, you know, for the first few months, you know, you can't understand anything, of course you can't, you're still learning a lot of vocabulary, but after about six months of learning it, you start hearing it, and you think, oh, I understand that, and then after, you know... you also got to take a similar approach in the practising, so with, like, music, you've got that repetition you've got to get the muscle memory so you've yeah, got to keep yeah, repeating yeah, the same like lick or the same uh, pattern over and over again and with language yeah. you've got to keep what they call drilling so you just got to yeah, repeat yeah, yeah, words do, yeah. and phrases over and over and over again until it's, they stick it sounds boring doesn't it, it sounds boring but it's it, boring it's it yeah well it is yeah but it's you know i hate having my metronome out and sitting there like 80 bpms going through scales but it's got to be done oh yeah later it pays it's, off Oh, yeah, 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 no, definitely. You know, I mean, the reason I started learning Spanish was so I could sort of um, understand salsa music. Yeah. You know, all the lyrics and that, and I'd like to learn to play it as well. But, um, you know, and then I realised, actually, they use about five words in most of the songs they do, which is to dance, to, to sing, you know. They, they, don't, they don't say a lot in salsa music, and it's obviously Afro-based, so there's a lot of call and response to it. Mm. So then I sort of, I had this goal in my head, oh, well, I understand salsa music... And I'll reach that quite quickly. So I set another goal. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I want to be able to listen to this. Yeah. They you know, say Peppa Pig in Spanish. Listen to it. Easy as anything. Do you know what I mean? So now. Oh, I yeah. The goals, the goals help you kind of see a little like. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, a target. Isn't yeah. It? You know, but you've, it, got, you've got an end goal. It you've allows got an you end to see inside. the progress as well. Because you can look, exactly, you can look yeah. back and see like, oh, yeah, I ticked this off. I ticked that off. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, every time I sort of get to. I don't know. So every, I'll go through phases of Spanish because obviously I'm not living there. I'm not using it every day. Um, mm. But, I, you know, I was having a bit of a bad spell, say, the start of this month where I wasn't really practicing it. I was, was. But I've got an Argentinian friend who, funny enough, did, you know, considering their issues out there, he said, you know, I'm I'm feeling really bad for the, the, you know, the situation in England at the moment. He said it's bad for democracy without getting too much into that because Argentina's got a lot of problems as well. But, um, Argentinians and Uruguayans have got quite a thick accent in Spanish but I've sort of listening to him obviously my speaking had been flawed because I mean my speaking's flawed in English when I'm not using it in Spanish as often as I should be it takes me a little bit of time to get in back into the flow um, but I, then I realized actually when I first met him in that I couldn't understand much of what he was saying because of the accent and now every time I listen to him I understand him you know with almost probably 90% clarity of what he's saying at the very least, you know what I mean? So that just sort of rekindled, right, got to crack on, got to carry on learning. But So that's why I wanted to set you some music for your homework because I know you want to get into it yeah. without knowing really where to start, without mm. sounding like a you know a bastard of a teacher, giving you a different scale than C major to learn and then trying to tell you to give you some homework. But I do think if you could spend the next week or whenever we do the next podcast just going through some different chord progressions within... Because it doesn't matter what you play within this, so long as you stick to this formula, and it's a basic formula, this is basic, basic theory. You don't stick to this when you're, yeah. composi you know, you're composing stuff. You know, um, quite a common technique they use in Western music is... And it really pulls at the heartstrings. This is a classic, but they will replace within a major scale. They would replace that four major chord with a um, a four minor chord, and that for some reason just pulls at your heartstrings. You know what I mean? It's an emotional chord. So um, you know this this isn't gospel. You don't stick to this 100%. But for the next week or so, just play around with the chord progressions. You know um, your six chord is quite nice because. The, the whole thing about the scale is it either wants to pull you back down the scale or back up the scale. Do you know what I mean? So your seventh will always try and pull you to your one. Your five will always tr try and pull you to your one. Your three will always try and pull you back to the one closest to the three, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. Don't worry about it. But you, when, you, when you explore it a little bit more, um, 
you'll realise this, but the six, the six is quite an interesting chord and they use it a lot in sort of gospel and soul music because the sixth chord, you know, the sixth scale degree doesn't have a lot of magnetism to either, you know, to any specific, you know, it doesn't want to go to the five necessarily, it doesn't want to go to the one. So when you play a six, it's just got this nice sort of um, balanced feel to it, yeah. which is why they use it so much in sort of soul music because it doesn't, it doesn't try and pull you anywhere, you know. But um, yeah, but that was my stint on the on the on the music. So yeah, basically, by the time I want to speak to you next, I want you to have explored this this I'll have a little, number system. I have a little tune for you. Yes, go ahead. But talk. No, I mean next time. I'll oh, next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, talk, yeah cool, talking yeah. about that, um, where I mentioned earlier about the formula which blues would normally follow. Mm. Our intro music follows that exact formula. <laughs> Good. Are you, you going to play it now? No, no, no I'm going to play it yeah. at the beginning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Yeah, for anyone else to clarify that I've not heard it yet. Um, he's heard it a while ago. Um, not today. <laughs> anyway, so talking about languages and things, I have yes. a game that I wanted to play, but I don't know if it's going to be offensive, so I really need to stress that um, I'm not laughing at the person here. Um, I'm laughing at the wrong translations so okay yeah. what it is as i found this youtube channel and it's i watch a lot of cooking channels on youtube because yeah of course you know, is. they're good and i like to how they look and this channel you know it's good the food looks good um the it's shot very well and it's edited well um so you're gonna give him some credit uh, some i'm credit? about to let me finish okay. right so i just need to look up how this is pronounced the whole, give... oh hang on something's gone I can't hear you now. Yeah, I paused my mic so it wouldn't oh, right, play through my things. So, <laughs> the, the YouTube channel is written in Chinese characters. I'm right. pretty sure Mandarin. Google Translate just says Chinese detected. So Yeah, classic. But I think it's pronounced Chaoying Cuisine. But I probably okay. completely butchered that. Right, so what it is, though, is all of her, um, all of her videos are in uh, her own language. And the titles are in English, but she's clearly used a translator. And some yeah, yeah. are a bit more obvious what they are, but some um, are just hilariously bad. So, um, yeah, again, I'm really not laughing at the person here. I'm just laughing at how bad these translations and descriptions are. So I was trying to think, how can I bring this up without, you know, just being an asshole? And I thought, we'll play a game. I'll read you yeah. the title. If you're not sure what that is or remotely what they're doing with that, I can then read some description because some of them have some right. funny descriptions. So I've got four here and I thought if this goes down well, we'll do this uh, maybe next week as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, 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 so go. first title, and I'm gonna read this with the punctuations that they have. So, okay. do not directly eat fried loofah, drizzle two <laughs> eggs, sweep the light on the table. Fuck you now, yeah. <laughs> what am I, got, what am I meant to What do you think they're making? Ah, oh, fucking... It's like, an omelette? No. Hang on, a loofah? Yeah, yeah, it says, do not... It's not even going to be related to it, is it? It's going to be like rice pudding or something. No, I've got no idea. Right, I'll, read, I'll read the, the, little, um, the little description they got. So, what I share today is to eat with loofah. According to Zhao Ying's recipes, the loofah fried meat is very tasty and it still retains the sweetness of the loofah, which is not greasy at all. The dish is perfect for eating in the summer. Oh, I don't know, but you're making me sort of want to go to my bathroom and have something to eat now. Um, to your bathroom? <sighs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I might as well get my frying pan out while I'm in there. Um, fuck knows. Um... I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, what can you give me from that? Is she making biscuits? No, it's got to be right. fried, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be fried. It is fried. Okay, steak. No. No, mistake. That's what she's made. <laughs> right, so what it looks like is uh, it's some vegetables. Um, I think there's some celery, I think that is. Um, I'm not sure, though. And, like, some mincemeat, and she's just kind of frying it all together, and it's this sort of looking crispy and... Uh, sweet and sour sort of looking thing that's how i would describe what it looks like i don't know what it tastes like because i don't know really what most of this is that's... Well, i was never going to guess it then was i yeah, right, that's the first one. okay this one's a bit easier to guess what she's probably making but again it's a funny uh funny title so 
Dumplings don't need dumplings. Try this, it's easier than steaming buns. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's making some sort of gyoza or dump. Yeah. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that, that one's... Well, she's got a word right, at least. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Some like... of the... <laughs> some of the um, <laughs> description of this. This has a description on what to... um, How to do it. But it's like, today, I will share with you the dumplings and beans to make a pot. And then some of it's like normal, <laughs> but it starts with remove both ends of the bean horn and clean them. Right. I don't know what a bean horn is. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, you mean I would take the tip off? I, I guess think. that's that what would, they mean. That's so, got to be in it, yeah. Anyway, that description's not too funny. Okay, here's another one. Right. This one is punctuated quite hilariously. So, one tofu plus two bitter gourd. The pot is more enjoyable than the big fish. Incense. <laughs> and that's it's got an exclamation mark with that as well. Fucking hell, yeah. Well, I mean, rule number one of learning a language is don't use Google Translate, isn't it? I, that is, I know, it's that, terrible. That, that is, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got to be some sort of one-pot dish, isn't it? With beans in it. Is it beans? Uh, there's tofu in it. I mean, that could be anything, couldn't it? That could be any East Asian dish. I don't, I don't know. What, what, Today, what I share with you the practice of meatballs. In the summer, okay. it's good for detoxification. It is very suitable for family members. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, oh, no, I'm not criticising. I'm not having a go in that. She's doing her channel in that. But no, it's, and it I looks like a good channel. It's just, unfortunately, obviously, because... She, she's Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably done it, I don't know, because I, I don't know a lot about either Mandarin or Cantonese, but I know they're quite sort of metaphoric languages well, that, almost, that's it they? they're structured very so, differently to us like i know mandarin uh i mean it doesn't apply here but for example doesn't use pronouns so they don't have like he yeah. and she and things. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i mean that's yeah so it's a it's a i imagine it's very hard to translate using a machine but this this is my last one for today so um <laughs> i just i i really was confused by this i i had to click it and and just to add I don't really know what half of this stuff is because her videos are in her own language and she's captioned it with her own language. So other than these descriptions, no, there, it's cryptic. How have you found this channel? What it have popped you found up in my channel? recommended because well, that is she's trying to infiltrate you. Right, yeah, so this nice. one. The scorpion leaves will only be covered with scorpions. Try this and it is very delicious. Some sort of arachnid-based food. Right, this I one has know. a nice little description. So... It's the Dragon Boat Festival right away. What can you do in addition to the scorpion? Today, Chow Ying is here to teach you a new way to eat gluttonous rice. The ingredients you need are cilantro, gluttonous rice, brown sugar, red beans and raisins. According to this formula, soft musk is sweet and very delicious. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, I really like the gluttonous rice, but... She lost me at musk, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, Basically, she's um, layered some sort of leaf and then this like rice mix. And then is it a banana it. leaf? It looks like a banana leaf, but again, I, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't say anything nah. clearly. Nah. And, and yeah. she's put that I mean, but in a rice cooker. On that note, let's not mock people for learning another... Well, she is learning it, but you've got to make mistakes to learn it. Oh, I mean, you've I got to make a... mistakes, but that's the thing. Oh, I don't know if she is learning it. It feels kind yeah, of like... Yeah, probably not just translated it. I mean, I remember I, I made myself look like a right tit in Ibiza because we were wanted to sit outside and, I, I don't know, it was a hot day, been long day, do you know what I mean? Done a lot of walk and I think we were going back to the airport after we'd sort of been around town and that. I sort of went in this restaurant. I was like, um, you know, sort of giving me instructions to that. And I went, extranjero, extranjero, trying to say outside. Mm. But that just means foreigner. So I was just shouting foreigner at this woman. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were there just going, foreigner, foreign, foreigner. Foreigner, yeah. And then, I, and then I realized, and then it wasn't till about, she was like, uh, okay. Brought the pizza outside. I think she realised when I was pointing outside that I meant, you know, outside, yeah. which is, you know, exterior. So it's not that different. But um, and then it sort of dawned on me about 15 minutes later, whilst I was still sat there eating, I was like, I just called this woman a foreigner in her own country. How fucking English is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but unlike English people, at least you had the courtesy to do it in her own language. <laughs> yeah, at least I called her a foreigner in Spanish. It makes it a little... In fact, I would have... Do you know what's even worse? Because I was saying extranjero, I was doing a masculine form. So not only did I offend <laughs> her nationality, her I called her a bloke at the same time. But well, see, if we um... were speaking in Chinese or Mandarin, that, that wouldn't be a problem. Well, maybe I should have done you that then. wouldn't be able to call her a man. <laughs> Anyway, I think people aren't going to listen to this if it's over an hour long, and you're going to have a lot of editing time, so we should probably knock this off. Well, I don't now. really plan to edit much of this out. I plan to just kind of level it and put it... Yeah, level it. I don't know I don't if want you're going to cut to it up, a... is my point. I don't know if you're going to have to put a compressor on the... Um, Who knows? You know, I'm sure that the people don't want to hear this. We can talk about this when I stop recording. <laughs> yeah, well, I ain't going to be talking about it. I've got stuff to do today. Right. So, All right, mate. Um, see you later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, carry on. this carry... podcast, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, outro me. So, uh, Give me an outro. Oh, no, what I might do next time is I might load up a load of, like, I've got a sampling pad, and I'll just load up some dub sirens. Because what's a podcast if you ain't got a dub siren? Oh, yeah. I, I had some ideas for some things. Like, uh, I got an idea for another section. I'll tell you about <laughs> I'll tell you about this other section in a moment when we stop. But um, yeah, I got some ideas for the next one. We're just a bit Ill, uh, a bit badly prepared. So yeah, right, I cut. suppose we end it. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully people will join us next time. So yeah, goodbye, guys. See you, all two of you. <laughs>